Scene 7. Precious Goods. Chantelpiece City on Tuscarora Mountain. Tuesday, Terse. Morning, 4th of July, 1284, 3rd of St. Switham. Dungaree Jean calls out to the naughty rangers and elves, first in Eldric, then in English. We must stop her! Too late. By the time they open the door, the black flame is billowing around them in every direction. Barely does the black flame touch a crate, a wall, or a puddle before it ignites with chilling violence. The water soon freezes with a hissing, crackling sound. Like a patchwork quilt, on a winter's morning, sections of Vancey estates here and there whiten with frost and slick over with ice. The rangers and elves start to run after her, but they slip and slide all over the place, scattered like marbles, helpless as turtles spinning on their backs. The Heresiarch marches out of his black flame temple with his acolytes carrying torches of black flame. The glee of triumph encircles his head, and his belly jiggles with scorn and gloating chuckles. Using the power of the black flame, his voice booms. He speaks in the black tongue of Kaldor, but his acolytes translate into English and Eldric. Today begins a new world order, where you shall become deathless champions of the black flame cult. Forget whatever you heard about good or evil. Fate has in store for you only two alternative roles, masters and slaves. Come to me and become the masters. I will grant you powers that you never before imagined possible. You will have no fear of death and earthly blades. Sickness and injuries will do you no harm. Receive the black flame. The heresiarch's eyes glow red and black flames sprout from his fingertips. As impressive as the show is, no one volunteers. He continues, the black flame is coming whether you like it or not. It surrounds us and is closing in on us. There is nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Death and cremation are all that await you over those ledges. The only way for you to survive this day is to submit to the black flame. Despite their aversion to the black flame, several elves and rangers reluctantly move toward the heresiarch, seeing no other way to escape death. Dungaree Jean pleads with Johnny Appleseed to share his wisdom. Please, Reverend Appleseed, tell us how we can stop him. As if racked with doubts for the first time since they met him, Johnny Appleseed shakes his head. Only a weapon forged out of a material intrinsically imbued with fire, blessed by a holy cleric, and charged with the relic of a saint renowned for great ferocity and fighting evil, will be powerful enough to destroy the Heresiarch. Dungaree Jean asks, a material imbued with fire? Like what? Johnny Appleseed says. Flint or obsidian or pyrite, or even a wavern tooth or a phoenix talon. A drowsy clerk pulls out his ceremonial dagger. Did someone say they need a phoenix talon? Dungaree Jean grabs the dagger from his hand and holds up to Johnny Appleseed. Will this do? Yes, but we still need a relic. Dungaree Jean pulls a ruby ring off her finger. This was the engagement ring that Zena gave to our dearly departed Monsieur Lynx. He was wearing it when he laid down his life to save his friends from the ambush that umpire Gandorf set up for us. Johnny Appleseed winces. Mm, sort of. It's only a second-class relic. Holy body parts are much more effective in turning the undead. Mm -hmm. Still, it won't matter unless we find a holy cleric to bless the dagger. As a druid, blessing objects is not a class skill for me. Only clerics sanctioned by the institutional church can bestow blessings on objects. The holier, the better. Clark asks, 
What about that big half-goblin cleric in Benjamin Franklin's Party of Adventurers? He's a canon regular, right? Johnny Appleseed says, Yes, I remember him. As a canon regular, Monsignor Oscar Meyer could do it, but he's not particularly holy. We're only going to get one chance at this, and if the dagger fails to turn the heresiarch, we're all going to end up undead thralls, enslaved mind, body, and will to his evil whims. Dungaree Jean settles it once and for all. If that's what we've got, then that's what we've got. She twists Link's engagement ring onto the dagger's handle and gives it back to Clark. Then she instructs them. Lewis and Clark, you two go get Monsignor Oscar Meyer to bless this as fast as you can. Time is running out. He should be in Benjamin Franklin's headquarters at the end of that alley. The black flame is spreading quickly, and the rest of us need to find a way to put it out. No sooner do Lewis and Clark take off than Vampire Kibler and his team of undead vampires surround Xena, Dungaree Jean, and Johnny Appleseed and drag them kicking and screaming into the black flame temple. The acolytes bring a pillow for smothering victims into an undead state. The heresiarch hunches over and says, Come now, Jean, it's time to be a good girl. You will be the first to transmogrify and inaugurate the new world order as my undead servant.